I'm Allison Katzkowski, otherwise known as The Allison K. I'm a fitness innovator and entrepreneur turned business mentor and retreat master. A client experience is more than just making the sale or the transaction. A client experience is about how it's put together so that clients can receive amazing real transformation. Here you'll hear all about how the industry leaders are creating amazing experiences. I'm always going to give it to you straight because I know your time is valuable. Are you ready? Let's get into the show. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Creating the World's Best Client Experiences. We are all about talking about how we can create magical client experiences here because client experiences are more than just a transaction or making a sale or simply making another offer, right? And experience is about real transformation and allowing your clients to actually experience right? What it is that you're offering. That's what we're talking about here. And so over the last several episodes, if you just started following me here, this is really a a newer offshoot episode or or show, if you will, from our signature Tuesday flagship show, The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'd love to encourage you to go back and check out some of the first episodes that I did, the first eight episodes were just me talking about my philosophy on what you include in experience, how you position an experience, what to include, what not to include, how to follow up, all of that. And so over the last few episodes, I've actually had the opportunity to talk with some pretty amazing guests about their philosophy of the same thing. And also so you can hear their experiences in offering experiences, right? But also their biggest challenges and their wins too, because I want this to be a space where you can not only learn about how to position your experiences better, but hopefully when you hear about what's worked for other people and what hasn't worked so much for other people, that that can hopefully save you a lot of time on your own learning curve too. And today, what I want to do is address a topic that I get asked a lot about. And so I thought it would just be really cool to come in here this week and just record, give you a few little golden nuggets to take away um, because we're this is the beginning of summer. Travel is opening up. If you offer any retreats and events in your business, this is a really a popular time for a lot of people to travel. So if you're considering doing it, doing something like this in your business, first of all, feel free to reach out to me just to ask some questions or just get my input. I'm certainly happy to do that at any point. You can connect with me on my website at www.theallisonk.com anytime. Just please feel free to reach out to me. But the other thing that I just want you to think about, if you're thinking that at some point you want to do this, and maybe it's not this year, maybe it's later on, is that it's always a good idea, I think, to allow yourself some time to kind of explore what this might look like. And sometimes that means doing a little retreating or traveling on your own. And I'm going to tell you about a couple of trips that we have coming up here. If you're at all interested in joining me on one of our experiences, if you kind of want to see how I do things then that's always an option as well. Um, I'm always happy to at least give you all of the facts so that you can make the best decision. So what I want to talk about today is, like I said, something that I get asked about a lot. People always ask me, how much do I include in an experience and how much is too much? And let me just start by saying that I see a lot of other retreat leaders um, and people putting together trips and excursions and getaways. And it seems like there's a lot of stuff that's included. 
And look, I think there's a tricky thought with a lot of retreat leaders out there. And if that's you, then I want you to hear me out, is that there's a tricky thought going on that if you don't offer a lot, that people aren't going to see the value and people won't come. Because if you're asking people to, to, to travel away from home in particular, take time off of work, make arrangements for their household, their spouse, their kids, their pets, whatever, is that there's, there's a tricky thought that you better have a lot planned or it's not going to be worth it. And I just want to tell you that's a bullshit thought, okay? I think, obviously, my philosophy has always been less is more. I basically had to learn this after almost 25 years of teaching at the college level, you know, I, I really have sort of learned an art to pacing myself with a block of time and to what's going to work best for as far as information for people to walk away with, right? There really is some magic in the whole concept of less is more. And if you don't walk away with anything else today, I want you to understand what that means. That sometimes it's not always offering more stuff, more activities, more ex- more excursions, more more ideas, more isn't always better, okay? In fact, less is often better. So I just want you to think about it from that vantage point. And I think if you're planning something, whether it's something online or in person or both, then I just hopefully that takes a little bit of pressure off because I think, you know, as leaders and business owners, we obviously want to give our clients the best experience possible, regardless of what container you're using or how you're setting yours up. But I just want you to understand from the beginning that it's not always about putting as much in as you can possibly get. Okay. So let me just start with that. And what I'd like to do today, I'm I'm not going to keep you very long today. What I'd like to do is just offer up three points to consider as far as how much is too much, how much is just enough, how much should I actually include, what should I leave out? I get all kinds of questions like this all the time. And look, it really all depends on the kind of experience you're doing. Who is it for, right? Like who is the best person to come to your experience, whether it's online or in person or both? And what is really the outcome that you want someone to have? I mean, these are you know, very typical coach-like questions to ask, right? And it's probably something that you've already thought about, obviously, but it's still something to consider when it comes to planning an experience, especially if there's travel involved or any type of in-person component, okay? Um, You always want to be thinking about that because what you plan for, say, a group of seasoned entrepreneurs that are looking to come to an event to work on their business or as part of a program, you're going to actually structure that very different than you are, say, anything related to lifestyle, whether it be anything involving a product or a certain type of, you know, approach, a certain type of fitness, health, self-care, wellness, anything like that, you're going to structure a little different, right? Because it's really going to involve different activities and different ideas. So, and that's really my first point that I want to make is how much is too much? Point number one, you got to know the outcome that you want your people to walk away with, okay? And really understand what you can and can't realistically deliver, okay? So I'm going to explain what I mean by that as succinctly as I can. You know, I think we can have the best of intentions. We obviously want people to have an amazing experience, and it's 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 a it's a wonderful thought to think that you can change somebody's life in a very short period of time but the truth is is that real transformation takes time and people have, almost everybody has their own learning curve now some people may have like 
certain breakthroughs, aha moments, things where the dots just get connected in a magical way. Sometimes you you absolutely cannot script those types of things. And I think as a coach and a business leader, that's always your intention with any event that you do, whether it's a client session, a group session, or anything in person or both, or any combination of all of that. But you really want to know if you can really picture in your mind, what is the outcome that you want your people to walk away with? If you could literally like put it in a, in a gift bag and give it to them, what would it be, right? So I really want to challenge you to think about that. And sometimes it helps just to make a list or just to journal about it and write about if you could actually, you know, put an outcome on a silver platter and give it to somebody as they leave, what would that be? And I think if you start really broad, then you can get a little bit more specific, okay? Now, don't overthink it. Don't start thinking, well, you know, this is how I want them to speak and behave and be and understand that all that takes time, that none of that is going to happen in a short period of time. The, the magic really with any experience is not the experience itself. Obviously, that's some of it, but the real magic is in how you really follow up with people. So definitely go back and listen to one of my earlier episodes I actually did a two-part mini-series on this whole subject of how to do this if you're delivering experiences in your business, because that's really where I think a lot of the way you can wrap things up can come is in that process itself. So go back. I believe that's episode like four and five, or maybe it's five and six. It's one of the earlier episodes. So please go back and check those out. I'd love to get your feedback on that. But really think about what your outcome is, and then really think about realistically what is it that you can deliver in the period of time that you've got? So for example, if you're entertaining clients or taking people on a retreat that's four days, what is really the outcome that you want them to have over that four-day period? Do you want them to learn something new? Do you want them to develop a blueprint or a plan for themselves? And how are they going to do that? Are they going to do that through a series of practicing things? Is it going to be a combination of activities? and say coaching from you, the leader, you want to think about that. And let me just give you another piece of free advice here. So, hey, if you're wondering how you can put together an amazing client experience, or maybe you're doing these in your business already, and you're thinking about how you can innovate and change, I want to offer you a free gift. Go to my website at www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen retreat playbook. If you go to the homepage of my website and scroll to the bottom, you can punch your email address in and get it sent directly to your inbox. It's my free gift. This is my five-step process that I use in creating every experience, retreat, and event that I do in my business. And I would love to be able to share it with you absolutely free. Head to my website again, www.theallisonk.com forward slash mini hyphen playbook and grab your copy of that now. Less is more, okay? So, and I don't want to get ahead of myself because I'm going to speak about this in point number two, but really think about what is realistic for you to deliver in a short period of time that's really going to be meaningful for your people. Now, look, if your experience is something that's longer, say it's a month or two months or three months, and it's a combination of in-person and online, you have obviously a little more flexibility there, but at the same time, you still need to understand and realize that there's only so much you're going to be able to cover in a period of time. So to me, 
if especially if it's a shorter container or a retreat experience, you want to be super, super specific about what that outcome is that you want people to get when they walk away. Okay. So, and I really think a lot of retreat leaders miss the boat on this. If I'm really being honest, they, they think, oh, it's going to change your life. You're going to walk away with a a brand new plan and all of that, but you really want to think about what that's going to involve. Okay. Because realistically over a three or four day period or longer, if you've got, you know, eight or 10 people, let's say, or even if it's a smaller group, you know, and people are coming, coming into something that's new to them, it's just going to take some time to do that. And I think if we can lay the foundation, you know, remember, it's not always the big things that people get. It's the little takeaways that are going to sit with people for a long period of time. So I want you to really think about that if that's you. And if you've got any questions or you want to, you know, my, my advice or some feedback, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to, um, you know, answer any of your questions as far as that goes. Okay, point number two, and this is what I was alluding to initially, but I, I didn't want to get too much into it because I know I'm going to speak to it more here, is that generally speaking, here's some more information for you about the less is more idea. Because this is, I see this a lot. In fact, I was just reviewing a retreat itinerary for a client the other day. And they had three and four different activities every single day. And it just seemed like a lot to me. And I'm picture, I'm trying to put myself in the position of the participants, right? If you get up and you eat and you need to have time to get ready, you need to have time to get somewhere. It just seems like it's a lot. And you start factoring in all the things that will come up because they will. Life always happens, right? It's never a question of if, but a question of when. Then you don't want your people to feel like they're on overload, right? You want them to feel like they're absorbing it and you do want to challenge them some, but you don't want to feel like it's too much. So my, here's my tip number two, my, my approach is always one activity every day and no more than that. Okay. So if you're planning an itinerary or a program, think about what your focus is going to be for one day and don't have more than one activity, especially if you're doing meals if you're doing any kind of like group shares or any kind of you want to give anybody any time to talk and share and present, or, you know, if you've got, you know, dividing people into groups, if you're doing any of that, one activity a day. Okay. And here's why you can always add more if you actually are presented with an idea or something comes up that allows you to really spotlight what it is that you're doing. I always have this happen at my events. There's always a, a big share, a big takeaway, a big something that comes up for people, for somebody. It always happens at every one of my events. And I never know when, but I've learned to leave enough open space so that when that happens, we can really celebrate that and take advantage of it. Okay. You know, somebody may have a thought, they may have something they want to share, they may have an aha moment that you can actually spotlight and use as an example in whatever it is that you're teaching. Okay. And I understand you have to have a little bit of experience doing events to kind of get that set. Look, you don't want to plan that it's going to happen, but you want to be open for it if it does. Okay. One activity a day, allow a lot of open time and allow time for the unexpected because the unexpected will often present itself, believe it or not, when you least expect it. Okay. And this has happened to me on numerous occasions. Okay. But trust me when I tell you, do not overschedule. Do not put too much stuff in. You want to allow plenty of time. And, the, and generally speaking, the bigger your group, the more open time you want to leave. Okay. And a lot of people 
misinterpret that. They think if they have 15 people, oh, we're going to do this in the morning and this in the afternoon and this at night. Trust me, it's going to feel like it's a lot. Okay. Anytime you're managing energies with people, it's going to seem like it's a lot. So trust me, one activity a day. Think about what your focus is going to be and think about what kind of activity you can plan that's going to best allow you to stay on that focus for that day. Okay. And I encourage you, be creative. You know, I mean, stay in your stay in your lane, you know, um, you know, focus on things that you really like to do, because if you like it and you're excited about it, your people are going to be excited about it, too. Don't do something just because you feel like you have to. OK, so just think about that and let that marinate and percolate a little bit. Um, OK, and then my last point for you today is and I pretty much already alluded to this, but I just want to speak to it again, is that transformation and processing takes time. It takes a lot of time for people. And even if people say, look, I understand that, I get that, I haven't been doing that, that really makes sense, I get that, you know, we're creatures of habit and we're very used to doing the same things over and over again, okay, on a near daily basis. So just understand that if if the, the deeper the work that you do with people and the more transformation that you promise and encourage with your deliverables and your programs, understand that the processing time for people is going to take longer. Okay, You obviously want to get off to a really good start during your experience, but you want to understand that to close that loop, it really does take time. And this is where I think as, as coaches and business owners, I think we have a real opportunity here because there's so much of the sameness going on right now, in the especially in the online space and in any service-based business. You know, I really feel like a lot of people who are in the business of client experiences are really you know, there are a lot of people are doing a lot of the same things. And so I really encourage you to think about what can you offer in terms of an experience, especially when you're helping people with a behavior change or a lifestyle change or any kind of something that's going to take some time to process for people, especially when it comes to habits. Okay. I think we really have an opportunity here to really think about it in a way that's super unique to you that you can really kind of claim and own. Um, I always appreciate it when I hear another business owner talking about, you know, how they provide and teach change for their clients. And they speak so confidently and clearly about it. And they just own it. They say, look, I know I might be unconventional. And I know I might do things a little different. And this is why. And I feel like as business owners, we have to do that. So I'm really inviting you into speaking into what really makes your experience unique and different. Why should people work with you? Why should people go on a trip with you? Why should people choose your container over somebody else's? I mean, what makes your program a real experience? You know, understand that that transformation and processing time for people really is going to be up to them. And their learning curve is really dependent on several things that are often outside of our control. So I hope that makes sense. And I hope that's really helpful. Let me just do a quick recap. Point number one is be very clear on what you want your outcome to be. Understand what you can and can't deliver. Okay, be very clear on that. Don't try to be everything to everybody. Understand what you can and can't deliver, especially within the container of time that you're talking about. This is where a lot of people try to you know, do too much and be too much. And it it starts to feel like it's too much, okay? Point number two, be very mindful of how you use your time. 
My recommendation is one activity a day. Know what your focus is going to be each day. If you're doing a retreat, be very clear on what the focus is for each day. Don't over plan. Don't over schedule. Leave lots of open time. Plan for the unexpected, right? And then my last point is, you know, understand the process of transformation and processing for people is is very different from person to person. And really, I think, Where the difference really comes in is how you choose to do that. How do you choose to provide, you know, a safe space to allow people to do that on their own time, but at the same time, really speak to what it is that you do. So just understand that this is kind of kind of going to be a moving target and understand too that in a four day event, real transformation is probably not going to happen, but you can lay a really strong foundation and you can get a really good start. So, you know, I hope that's clear and at least gives you some guidance on, you know, going into planning an experience with the expectation that you can really deliver a first-class experience without it feeling like it's too much information, too much activity, too much stuff going on, right? So that's what I got for you today on the podcast. If you have a friend or business colleague that you think this would really be helpful for, please copy the link to this episode and send this to them as a free gift from me. You're welcome to reach out to me. You can connect with me on my website, www.theallisonk.com. Send me a message and myself or someone on my team will be happy to take care of that for you. We want, one of the reasons why I have this show and my other show is to, because I always believe that every day, that I can help at least one person. So if that's you, then I've done my job today. And do me a favor, please, and go over, if you're feeling so inclined, and write us a review, subscribe, and please help us continue to share the message. We need to be talking about this, th- these types of things if we want to really create a real impact in the world. And that's always my goal. So that's what I got for you today. We will see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.